0: Hi, and welcome to another episode of Serendipity Girl, Discovering Good and God. I'm your host, Colleen, and I'm on a quest to discover and celebrate things that are positive, true, excellent, and praiseworthy, which inspire me to gratitude. I have a question. What gives you hope? We all need a little hope in our lives to help us go through tough times especially. Something to hold on to when things are not going the way we'd like. We hope that things will eventually change and our circumstances will improve. Or, we hope that a treasured dream will come true, even though currently it doesn't look like it will. Hope is something the human soul needs, and it keeps us going. Frank Sinatra sang a silly song in 1959 called High Hopes, which was featured in a movie called A Hole in the Head. This song went on to be nominated for a Grammy Award and then won an Oscar for Best Original Song. It talks of impossible situations, like an ant trying to move a rubber tree plant, or a ram thinking he can put a hole in a dam, and compares problems to balloons that can be popped. Silly lyrics, yes, but a profound truth that we can always hope for things that we are waiting for and which may seem impossible at the time. What's something you're hoping for that seems impossible? I remember my best friend from high school later having hope she would overcome a rare but serious cancer. Only it reappeared, and the doctors, although they sent her to MD Anderson in Houston for treatment, had said that if the cancer reappeared quickly, this was a very seriously bad indicator, and she might not be cured a second time. My friend took a series of tests in Atlanta then in Houston because they thought that the cancer had reappeared. But when she got to Houston, the doctors there insisted on doing a fresh new round of tests. They had prepared my friend for surgery, but as she waited, she saw the doctors in the hall, arguing vociferously over the test results. She feared the worst. Then they came in and told her, "'You're going home. No surgery.'" Now she was really scared. But the doctor explained, "'You see this first test and that dark spot?' Look at this most recent test. The dark spot, which we believe to be cancer, has totally disappeared, and we have no explanation for it. You are free to get up and go home and live your life. You're fine. My friend had also been told she would never be able to get pregnant again because of the cancer treatments, but she eventually got pregnant, and when she looked at baby names, she discovered her doctor's last name was Dr. Raphael, which literally means... I am the Lord who heals. It's Rapha and El, and that's what it means. It actually is a name of God, Jehovah Rapha. That doctor, and more importantly, actually, God, Raphael, had done the impossible and had given her not only her life back by miraculously healing her of cancer, but he also gave her what she dared to hardly hope for, another child. This was almost 20 years ago. Not only is my friend still cancer-free to this day, but her daughter is almost 20 years old, the child she was told she could never have. So where do you put your hope? Who can you hope in that will not let you down? You know, in the Bible, the prophet Jeremiah in the poetry book of Lamentations, he was in a tough, heartbreaking situation. As Jeremiah had predicted through God, because of the Israelites' continuous sin cycle... Jerusalem and the southern kingdom of Judah were destroyed by the Babylonians in 586 B.C., and Jeremiah was witnessing it. His broken heart is poured out in the book of Lamentations. In Lamentations chapter 3 verse 20, Jeremiah expresses how downcast he is because of all that is transpiring. But he suddenly changes his thinking to reflect the hope that he still has in his heart despite everything that is going on around him. Listen to Lamentations 3, verses 21 through 26. Yet this I call to mind, and therefore I have hope. Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed, for His compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. I say to myself, The Lord is my portion, therefore I will wait for Him. The Lord is good to those whose hope is in Him, to the one who seeks Him. It is good to wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. Wow, there is so much in these verses, but let's unpack it. You and I can have hope for the same reasons as Jeremiah. Why? Number one, we can hope in God's great love. Jeremiah says because of God's great love for us, our problems will not consume us. Why? Because of His great love. I know I'm repeating myself, but it bears repeating. A love that chose to die for us to save us, rather than leave us to our own sinfulness and its horrible consequences. Even though Israel deserved such harsh discipline from the Lord for their continued idolatry, and even though we deserve many of the trials we experience because of our own sin— God loves us, and out of His great love, He sets limits so that our problems will not consume us, whether we deserve them or it's just the trials of life. God loves us with a great love, and that love gives us hope. Number two, we can have hope because we hope in God's unfailing compassions. Not only His great love, but His unfailing compassions. These mercies or compassions flow out of his great love for us, and Jeremiah rejoices that his compassions never fail us. He promises his children that he will never leave us or forsake us, and his compassions are new every morning, as Lamentations 3.23 says. Not only can we hope in God's great love and in his unfailing compassions, but we can hope in God's great faithfulness. Simply put, Jeremiah reminds us that God will always be faithful to us, even when we've sinned and messed up. So what can you put your hope in? Put it in God. Why? Because of His great love, His compassions that never fail, and His great faithfulness. Love, compassions, faithfulness. Jeremiah gives us good advice on what our response to all this should be— as we wait in hope for the Lord to act on our behalf. Number 1, be satisfied in and with Jesus. Lamentations 3:24 has Jeremiah expressing that the Lord is his portion. God is and gives us everything we need for whatever life brings us, and we can be satisfied in him. Jeremiah also tells us another thing to do while hoping in the Lord. Number 2, wait for him. Jeremiah says because God is our portion, He will wait for the Lord. Waiting is so hard to do sometimes, but God is never late, and He acts at just the right time. Verse 26, Jeremiah assures us that it's good to wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. I suppose that means complaining is out. Ah, darn. So hard, I know, but we can complain to the Lord as the psalm says just maybe not to others, because that really takes you in the opposite direction of where the Lord wants you, praising and believing by faith that our situations will improve eventually. What can one be doing while we are waiting for the Lord to answer our prayers and handle our troubles or the things we hope for? We can seek the Lord. In verse 25 of chapter 3, Jeremiah says, The Lord is good to those whose hope is in Him and to the one who seeks Him. We can always press into Jesus and our relationship with Him, knowing that as we draw near to God, He promises to draw near to us. He died to give that intimate relationship with Him to us. So we can hope in the Lord because of His great love, His unfailing compassions towards us, and His great faithfulness. And while we hope in the Lord, we can find our satisfaction in Jesus, wait on Him, and seek Him daily. I think back on my friend from high school who not only was healed of cancer but got her wish that she thought she would never get a beautiful daughter after being told she would never get pregnant again. You know, God has a way of always surprising us, even if things don't always turn out the way we hoped. He will always bring something good out of even the bad circumstances in our lives. We just need to hope in, wait for, and seek Him, finding our satisfaction in Him while we wait on Him for the things we hope for. Well, if you've never put your trust in God and what He's done for you through Jesus' death on the cross and resurrection for you, I hope that you will read the book of John and learn more about this gift of a relationship with Jesus that you can start enjoying today. Well, that's it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. If this podcast encourages you, tell a friend to tune in on Spotify, Anchor.fm, Apple Podcast, and more. Until next time, this is Serendipity Girl saying, "Abiento, see you soon, and have a serendipitous day."